You're listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Produced by Radio Mankato with your host, Historical Society Executive Director Jessica Potter. And now, Surrounded by History. Hello and welcome to Surrounded by History. I'm your host, Jessica Potter, from the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Joining me today is Jeff Lang with Radio Mankato. Every week, this program explores the history all around us, the history in plain sight. For the next few segments of Surrounded by History, we will dig into the history, the stories behind some of our city parks. Over the years, the Historical Society has worked with the city of Mankato to create a heritage plaque program that places these green cast iron historic plaques around our community, highlighting our local historic places. So you may have seen these big green signs. I kind of refer to them as our lollipop signs. There are currently 18 heritage plaques installed around Mankato at historic buildings, homes, and some of our local city parks. So today, we hope you will enjoy being surrounded by the history of Lincoln Park. So, do you know where Lincoln Park is located, Jeff? Uh, that's down, kind of more downtown area. That is more downtown area. And so for those of us that are a little bit um, directionally challenged, we'll kind of go into get your, your bearings straight here. So Lincoln Park is a triangle park that is surrounded on all three sides by South Broad, Lincoln, and Grove Streets. Yep. Um, it's what we now know as the Lincoln Park neighborhood is anchored by Lincoln Park. And so this is south of downtown um, in fact, you know, it's only two blocks away from the historic R.D. Hubbard House. Yeah, oh, yep, yep. Okay, I know exactly where you're at. All right, good. So um, today we know this park because it's this very odd little shaped park in the middle of a residential neighborhood. But it also has picnic areas, a beautiful water fountain that's dedicated to our city Civil War soldiers. And at this park, you will find one of these green heritage blocks. So... This green space um, date, actually dates back to being a public space all the way back to the Civil War, and it was named after, who do you think? I'm going to go with Abraham Lincoln. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Named after Abraham Lincoln, which is why it's Lincoln Park. Um, and the reason this park was created was actually, and with a tie with Lincoln Park, ties all to the Civil War, um, the community was looking for a place that could be dedicated, create a monument, be dedicated to our Civil War. War veterans and those that maybe didn't make make it through the Civil War. And so they picked this parcel of land that, um, again, very odd little shaped triangular parcel of land. They had this massive elm tree located within the park. Um, this elm tree actually became quite famous in its own right and became known as the Lincoln Elm. And do you know in the 1980s what disease came through and destroyed oh, most of the um... elms? Elm bug. <laughs> Dutch elm disease. Dutch elm, all right. Oh, some disease. And so we actually lost this this grand monument of a I was going to say, if it made living. it to the, that was the 1980s? Yep. And it was made a park in the 1880s. Right, so exactly. So tree was already big then. It must have just been massive. So when they actually, when they cut the tree down and they counted the rings, that tree was over 300 oh years old. Oh my gosh, incredible. So there, there is a living monument of thinking of what did it see. Um, so anyway, this beautiful little parkette um, or park was um, officially turned over to the city of Mankato in 1886 and um, became this little park. Um, so to be able to really 
start recognizing the Civil War veterans and, and the soldiers, the Alex Wiltkin post of the Grand Army of the Republic, which is a long name at all. I, it is. So the GAR, a lot of people aren't familiar with the GAR because they think more of um, the United States Army or the United States Air Force. So this was a um, this was kind of a fraternal organization. And so they had a post um, in Mankato. This is really before um still before the American Legion, before the VFW, um, because at this point we were only fighting wars on our own ground. We weren't overseas yet. So this is kind of an early precursor to the American Legion. So they they erected a brand, bronze monument um, of a Civil War soldier standing um, on guard, in guard, um, at the center of, of the stone basin. So um, it was a fountain um, is what it ended up becoming. And the, the statue, the soldier monument, was referred to as the boy in blue, which was a common way of referring to the soldiers that were from the north. And so the boy in blue um, stood it, it, at this park for a very long time. Um, time had definitely passed by. Um, 30 years had passed since the Civil War. And so this was the perfect opportunity to, to um, do that remembering of mm-hmm. let's not forget the wars that came before us. And let's not forget the fallen heroes that were all part of um, this war to the war between the states. And so another piece that was put at this, um, this little park was a 3,000 pound mortar gun which completed the park. Okay, so I want you to picture this 3,000-pound massive cannon, so to speak, from the Civil War. Okay? Are they both still there? They are not still there. Okay, I'm trying to picture them there right now. Yeah, so um, they're not. However, so the mortar gun ends up um, going into scrap. Really during World War II, um, there were scrap drives for metal, and so that's how that... The cannon ended up leaving. Um, The bronze monument um, did also come down, but it has since been replaced. Okay. So today, if you visit Lincoln Park, you will see a new boy in blue statue, which was um, just put up back in 2015 or so. And um, that one is matched. uh, It's almost identical to the original one. But it it wasn't the original one. It was a replacement. So I have a fun little story for you. Okay, right. I want you to think about that can, that mortar gun, that cannon that I was yep. talking to you about. Okay, I could totally see you doing this. So just just keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. A notable incident occurred on January fourth, or not January, July, July fourth, the fourth of July in nineteen oh nine. Okay. Okay. Seven young men. Uh, thought it would be a really great idea to have some explosives. Why do you say this is going to be me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some explosives going off at midnight on the 4th of July to kick off the 4th of July Independence Day holiday. So they schemed on a figure out a way to set off the mortar gun that was at Lincoln Park. Oh, <laughs> So the challenge now, if you now we don't see a lot of cannons or mortar guns or anything like that. They were they were very common in city parks um, after these major military conflicts, um, and but they would get um, kind of capped. You know, they'd get capped so you couldn't use them. Yep. Um, this this one actually had cement kind of poured down in it so that it was cemented closed the fuse hole, so you really could never use it again. Well, these young men were quite determined. 
So they stole blasting powder and a fuse <laughs> from the Carney Cement Works, which was over in West Mankato, and they spent two or three nights hand drilling. Remember, this is before power drills. Hand drilling the fuse hole that was cemented shut. Um, one of the boys would drill while the rest of them stood guard and make sure that they wouldn't get caught. Then on July 3rd, the young men loaded the mortar gun with blasting powder, tapping it down with an umbrella. Can't you just see this? You know, and it's not like a pop-up umbrella. It's a long cane type of umbrella. and I can totally see this. I can totally see it too. Okay, so then midnight came, they lit the fuse, and they ran. Okay, I don't, I mean, yes. Okay, so they ran. And, and, you know, I'm sure they had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. Probably just like, boom, okay. Yeah, they, they didn't yeah. put a shell in it, so it was just no. going to be a big, loud noise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had some blasting powder, so it would blast. Well, um, it damaged 324 Whoa. windows in the neighborhood and could be heard for several miles around. The gun, this 3,000-pound mortar gun that I talked about, jumped off the ground 17 feet and moved back 17 feet from its original oh position. Oh, my gosh. And, and you, you didn't realize it was heavy, but it was also probably cemented down. Yep. So, luckily, I mean, it's midnight, so there are no injuries. I and mean, that's probably why the, <laughs> the boys ran. Otherwise, somebody probably would have been killed. Um, and needless to say, they had to spend their summer working to pay off all of the damaged windows. Oh, my gosh. I can't even – like – so do we do we know who those guys are? Then? I, I think I think all of the young men were identified in the newspaper, and so if you want to find out if that was one of your ancestors, you just hop on down to the history center. I say you blame me for you could see me doing that, so maybe I should check to see if that's my great grandpa's. I know. Wouldn't that be a kick if oh it was? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So, um, so another thing about um, our city parks parks is many of them. Actually, almost all of them are anchored with a neighborhood or they are an anchor for a neighborhood. And Lincoln Park is no different. Um, Lincoln Park, we know it as the Lincoln Park neighborhood. Um, and this neighborhood is very interesting. Um, the Hubbard House, which is a property the Historical Society operates, um, just sits right kind of on the edge of the Lincoln Park neighborhood. Um, but this neighborhood was really the upper um, crest, the upper cr- um, class of the um, of Mankato in the early 1900s, eight, late 1800s well, into 1900s. And I'm Byron Street's that, right? And right. there's some beautiful right. homes on Byron. Right. And you can think of these big, massive houses um, that were built in this area. So this is where all of the captains of industry lived. These are the merchants, the attorneys, mayors, inventors, the first female doctor in Mankato, um, Maud Hart Lovelace. Her family's home was very modest and small, but it's still where she was also resided in this neighborhood. So um, the the difference between this neighborhood and many of those large houses than almost any of the other neighborhoods in in downtown Mankato is that the the upper class had the resources to be able to have custom handcrafted homes. And any of the working class family, they were, this is the time period where there's a lot of kit houses where you could buy your house from Sears and Roebuck and all of the pieces would come and you basically would would build your house. Um, But the difference is at the Lincoln Park neighborhood, they have the ability to buy to, to pay for the custom work and make their house unique. So there are some really in, um, significant architectural styles in this, this neighborhood. Um, Queen Anne, French Second Empire, Colonial Revival, Craftsmen, they all may mean something to you, they may not, but 
This was the the time period mainly between 1856 and 1930 is when the houses in this neighborhood were being built. Why this is such a big deal is because they've been so meticulously preserved over the years. Even though they've they've had some that have run down, but they've been rebuilt. They've been um, a lot of care have been put back into them. Um, this neighborhood was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in the 1980s, and um, it is one of the largest neighborhoods on the National Register in the whole United States. That's incredible. It's because it's Mankato. That's incredible thing about it. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and so most of the buildings out of the 224 properties that are within the, the district, within the neighborhood, there's 177 either structures. They could either be houses, carriages, carriage houses, or garages that are contributing to that designation on the National wow. Register. That is a lot. And a lot of the remaining houses, too, from the 224 properties. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. So it's a it's a really special part of our community that we have. And so this is the one thing I love about the Lincoln Park neighborhood is just that connection with the National Register. But as you can imagine, you have these incredible houses. Well, of course, there were some pretty incredible people that were living in these houses. Um, we're going to talk about Mod Heart Lovelace and the connection with the Betsy Tacy series for the Lincoln Park neighborhood another time. But um, today we're going to talk about the first man to serve as governor of Minnesota. You grew up in that neighborhood? Who do you think it is? Oh, uh, um, something Sibley? Nope, it's not. And it's not Tim Walls. He is not the first Mankatoan from the, fr- the first man oh, from Mankato. The first Mankato man to be governor. I'm right, sorry. Right. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know who That's was That's good. You, you were trying to challenge your Minnesota history mind, I so think, I appreciate I that. I think something like somebody. That's I, nice. Yeah, okay, anyway. That's good. That's good. I'm not going to throw you under the bus too much here. <laughs> um, so Tim Walls was not the first man from Min- from Mankato to serve as not governor. You. Okay. Um, the first man was actually Aldolf Eberhardt, and his home is located at 228. 8 East Pleasant Street. So this is the Lincoln Park neighborhood. Pleasant Street is one of the na- one of the streets in the neighborhood. And Eberhardt was born in Sweden in 1870, came to the United States in the 1880s. Um, he attended Gustavus Adolphus College in St. Peter, and he moved to Mankato in 1895 and studied law with Judge Lauren Cray. Judge Lauren Cray has a great connection to Blue Earth County history. In fact, the I'm taking a total little side note here, but he left um, a, a gift in his will for the historical society to buy to be able to purchase their first museum. We purchased the Hubbard House with his money. The Hubbard House is the neighbor to. Cray's house. Oh, okay. Okay, total. I know. I can go take lots of squirrel moments. Well, that's all right. I, like, <laughs> I love it. So, um, Eberhardt, back to Eberhardt. Um, he worked for a quarry company. He worked for the bank. He became a deputy clerk for the U.S. District Court in Mankato. And um, he had five children all together. But um, in 1902, he was elected to the state Senate. And um, this is about the time that his house on Pleasant Street was built here in Mankato. And then in 1906 and 1908, he was elected lieutenant governor. Um, at this time, it was really interesting. Minnesota um, governors and lieutenant governors were elected on separate tickets. So like we think of the 
governor and lieutenant governor now or the president and vice president. Um, they're on the same ticket. At they this, run together. They run together. Right. Um, at this time, at the early 1900s, they were actually two different um, seats that were running and not as a team. So um, at this time, um, he was lieutenant governor. He was elected lieutenant governor under Governor John A. Johnson, who, in a side note, was from St. Peter. He was one of five governors that was from St. Peter. Okay. And um, was the first governor from St. Peter? Um, no, but St. Peter was. There was a bill to, to have make that be the capital. That's why Main uh, Main Drive Through is so wide. Minnesota. I Avenue. knew something. Okay. Woohoo! I love this. I love this little Minnesota trivia. Um, so John A. Johnson, he actually died in office in 1909. Um, so another little squirrel moment. There's a statue of John A. Johnson um, in front of the Nicollet County Courthouse. Um, and that was really to remember this uh, significant governor for the state of Minnesota. Anyway, so Eberhardt was the lieutenant governor, and so Johnny Johnson died, which made Eberhardt the 17th governor of the state of Minnesota. And he was from... Mankato, Mankato, yeah. yeah Mankato. Well, we learned he grew, was yeah. born someplace else. Yeah, but yeah, he lived here. He was here. He's making his home here. That's right. And he served um, two more terms as governor, um, being reelected in 1910 and 1912. Um, but obviously, he spent a lot of his time in St. Paul, um, just like our current governor, who also was from Mankato. Um, it was had to sell the house that was on Pleasant Street in 1913. And the house is still a, a private residence. It's privately owned, um, and it's a beautiful home, so I encourage I, you to I stop there, by. I can see that where that's I run my bicycle past there, yeah. actually. So. Yeah, it's a beautiful house. Um, this the So besides the Lincoln Park neighborhood, um, the Eberhardt House is one of the contributing historic structures within the district. It is on the National Register of Historic Places, and it has also been locally designated as a Mankato Heritage Preservation Landmark. That's so cool. So you can see another little green plaque in front of the Eberhardt house. That's, that's what makes me think of it, too. I can see the sign, the plaque there. Yeah, so, so there's there's a couple of different um, heritage plaques within the Lincoln Park neighborhood, um, but it's a great way to learn a little bit more about Lincoln Park and the neighborhood itself. So today, we hope you enjoyed our program as we explored the history of Lincoln Park, the history of a place, a city park that honors the men and women that fought in the Civil War. It was home to our first Mankatonian to serve as governor and one of the largest neighborhoods of the historic properties on the National Register. All of this information we share today comes from the archives of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Until next time, we hope you see the history that surrounds you. You've been listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast from the Blue Earth County Historical Society, produced by Radio Mankato. For more information on this and other topics, visit BlueEarthCountyHistory.com or stop by the Blue Earth County History Center at 424 Warren Street in Mankato. Thanks for listening to Surrounded by History. History.